For most of the folks that I work with, at least at the beginning of our time together, they will have some disbelief that they could ever feel differently than they do around food and in their bodies. And really, when the ways that we have been conditioned to relate to food, to relate to our bodies, are rooted in fat phobia, how could they not experience this disbelief? So to the client that I know listens to this podcast and who initially told me she couldn't imagine keeping ice cream at home and who now keeps several liters of it in her freezer whilst also forgetting that they are there, you know who you are and I'm just so happy for you. And to the client who told me that she never imagined she'd be buying her wedding dress without at the same time trying to shrink her body to fit into another dress, Yes. If you are newer to your food and body freedom journey, perhaps you're learning about health at every size and intuitive eating, this episode is perfect for you. In fact, I made it for you because you're going to hear about the experience of food and body freedom firsthand, really what this work looks like from the words of a past client of mine, Shauna Woolwood. I'm Nadia Felsch, nutritionist and intuitive eating counsellor. In this podcast, we explore the practical aspects of leaving the diet mentality behind and finding your own food and body freedom. In this episode, Shauna shares with you a brave and honest insight into her experiences with diets, her weight and food for over 20 years before she joined the Food Freedom Program in 2020. She covers what it was like to make food choices, to feel like a failure, to try and fit in points and calories, and what happened when she was allowed to eat Mexican food. She talks about the 20 plus years of constant weight cycling up and down and the misery that came with it. Shauna talks about her experience in disconnecting from diet culture and how it feels now to be so connected to her body even when she didn't really think it was possible, how that has impacted everything, her diet, sleep, exercise, mental health, well-being, weight, and quality of life. She shares such infinite wisdom to this process, this outcome of being part of the Food Freedom Program from the inside. Enjoy. I'll be back at the end. Well, I was always on a one diet or another, probably from my uh, late 20s um, to about a year ago, and I just turned 50 this year. So 20-ish years, either been on this, like I'm being good on my diet or I'm kind of blowing it or I'm splurging or, you know, feeling like I want to eat this, but maybe I shouldn't, or I should watch how much I eat. So I'd kind of resign myself to just knowing that I'm always going to have to be on some kind of a diet or another. And in terms of, um, and what foods I could eat, you know, would play a part of that. So I've done them all, you know, I've done Atkins several times, (laughs) keyword several times. (laughs) So it really doesn't work. (laughs) So if I was on an Atkins diet, you know, those rules would drive my choice or I've done Weight Watchers a few times. Um, so those, and I've done various programs of theirs because they've changed over the years. So those points rules would, you know, dictate my choice. And when I was kind of in the in-between stage, it was just sort of like what I wanted, but at the same time, I would feel like, 
almost like just playing with fire. Like I just knew at some point in time, I'd have to go back on a diet. And usually it would be a photo or something that would trigger me. Like I would see a picture and I would be like, oh, I didn't realize I looked like that again. And then I would, you know, go back to, you know, what, what can I live with? Can I live with a low carb diet? Can I live with points? Can I live, you know, I kind of evaluate them and I'd pick one and then I would, you know, go back on that diet and that would really drive my choices. And I would get just stressed out. Like if we wanted to go out to eat, it was like, is there something I can have? Not, not what, what sounds good to go eat? What sounds good to go enjoy? Or even, you know, I'm going to go enjoy a meal out with somebody's company (laughs) and nothing to do with that. It was, you know, what's on the menu that fits into my, my rules that I'm currently under that I can pick from, you know, I remember (laughs) not only how miserable it is, but the fact that they don't work. And some of that comes with age. I mean, I turned 50 this year. So part of that is like, I've done this for pretty much all of my adulthood and I've wasted so much time on diets that don't work because they don't (laughs) because, you know, I gain it back. Plus, Contrary to what I believed when I first quit dieting, that I would just let myself go. I hate that phrase, but it's the phrase you think you're going to let yourself go. But where I've gotten today, where I've, I've really normalized eating, I've, I think I I feel like I've really um, achieved my set point weight, my current set point weight, because it's very stable. It doesn't matter if I eat a little bit on a day or more on a day, It, it really doesn't change. And I'm very in tune with how I feel. And I've made that switch to primarily eating foods that just feel good that I know will be beneficial and helpful to me, which ironically resemble a lot of like what you would probably classify as good, healthy food for lack of a better word. But yet I'm not afraid of the fast food or the ice cream or if it comes up, it's fine. It's like, you know, so I'm in a really balanced, good, healthy place where I'm um, in touch with myself. And I don't, I'm not hungry in between meals because I'm getting enough, I'm enough quality, enough um, variety, enough quality. So I don't even think about food between meals. So that's how I know I'm getting enough because literally I'll eat a little bit for breakfast and I don't think about food until lunchtime. And then I'm like, Oh, kind of hungry. And I look at the clock and it's like, Oh, it's one o'clock. Yeah. Lunchtime. You know, whereas when I was on a diet, it was always how much, how many more hours till I can eat again? (laughs) And then what am I allowed to eat? You know? So I eat these very normal, smallish portions and my weight is what it is. So that speaks to me about set point and metabolism and biology, because I'm not overeating. In fact, I rarely eat past fullness anymore, which is mind blowing to me because I used to always eat past fullness when I was on a diet, every chance we would go out. Like if we went to Mexican food, forget it. I knew I was just going to be like, roll me out like a sausage because I'm going to be so stuffed. I'm going to be miserable. And I just kind of accepted that. Now I go to Mexican food and I'm like, I'm taking most of this home, or I don't really think I even want it for lunch tomorrow. So just take the plate away, which is like (laughs) never happened, you know? And I I came to a crossroads and it was, I was literally at that point where I'm like, I'm either going to say, okay, enough is enough. I, enough of this crazy talk. You really can't eat anything you want, (laughs) you know, time to go back on Weight Watchers and get back to the size you were, you know, or I was going to keep exploring because there was something in me that just knew that this was the better path. There was just something that felt more, it felt more natural. 
it felt more like, yes, this resonated with what I knew to be right. So I made the decision. I paid for your course instead of signing back up for Weight Watchers. I'm just not afraid of what we're eating because I know that it doesn't really matter. And so when I say that, I say that to people and they're like, but it does matter. It matters if you're eating junk food or good food. I'm like, yeah, I get it. But when you're really in tune with yourself, that's what's different. It's not how many, you know, thinking about what I can eat versus, you know, I got to do a math problem in order to figure out what I can eat. It's just what makes sense, what sounds good. And, and it doesn't matter what's on the table. Cause I know that I'm just going to eat what feels good. So, you know, if there's, if I don't want very much, then it's fine. If I want more, it's fine. Like that's the crazy part because the reality is what I'd said before, which I wish I could just be a normal person and just eat what sounded good. And what felt good is really what I'm doing good or bad is not, um, entering into the equation. It's, you know, what sounds good. And for the most part, I think I really pick things that if people looked at what I ate, they'd probably say, Oh, she eats really healthy, but it's different when you can choose them because it's what sounds good versus this is all I'm allowed to have, you know, what it's done, taking the focus off of diets and body size, what it's done is, is it has expanded my definition of what it means to take care of myself. I get adequate sleep. I'm, I'm pretty conscientious about how I deal with stress. I get regular exercise and it's, that has become more of what I love to do versus what I had to do in order to earn enough points to eat more food because I was so hungry, getting enough to eat and getting food, eating foods that make me feel good, that benefit me, that help me. Whereas before I would define how well do I take my, take care of myself by how well am I adhering to my diet and what is my BMI, (laughs) you know? And it's, those really are like the antithesis of taking care of yourself, you know, but I wouldn't have seen that had I not gone through the process and been open to the process. I wouldn't be here had I not invested in that. I can say that for sure. It's such a hard thing to navigate. Those aren't things you can just do on your own. It was my lifeline. It kept me grounded. And even the accountability of it kept me grounded. I would say, don't be afraid to go through the process. And understand that every part of the process has a purpose and a function. And some of it is scary as heck. And if you just keep on keeping on, the where you get at the other side is so much better than getting to any goal weight on any diet ever has been so much better than getting to any goal weight on any diet ever has been. Wow. What do you think? How much do you want to feel that way? Food freedom is essential because life is precious and you deserve so much better than living according to MyFitnessPal or Weight Watchers. It doesn't have to be like that. It's vital that you work on this for yourself and just imagine what a new year could look like without starting on another diet, only just to feel wretched when it fails you another time. Life is precious and you deserve a full and expansive one, which is exactly why I created the Food Freedom Program. And we cover all of this inside the program, step by step, with structure, support, guidance, accountability, and community that makes all the difference. 
Beginning January 31st, I'll be running the next cohort of the Food Freedom Program. Numbers are really limited and applications are now open. So if you are newer to this work and you're seeking high-level support to improve your relationship to food so that you can establish body connection, you can feel more trust in your body, you can feel more calm and empowered around food, you can feel free to choose foods that work for you and to feel better in your body, then please reach out. Let's have a casual chat about whether this program is a good fit for you. To learn more, reach out via my website, which is NadiaFelsch.com or DM me on Instagram at NadiaFelsch. Thank you for joining me in this episode. See you next time.